they're at Malachi's house. These two other dudes show up and they're like, oh, Malachi, you are stuck here because <laughs> Mina's dad has trapped you here and wants to control your bloodline, which is fire. I know how to get you out. Let mm -hmm. us all fuck. <laughs> um, and then we're going to awaken Mina's vampire magic. And then we'll be able to break the blood ward and alas, be free and skitter off into the sunset. I'm Courtney. And I'm Meg. And we're the hosts of the Spread Those Pages podcast, a romance lovers podcast where we like our books how we like our coffee. Hot. So sit back, grab your vibrator, and spread those pages. Hey, all you badass bitches. Look where I am right now. Hello. We're in the same place for the first time ever. At the same exact time. Isn't that so cool? And we're recording a podcast for you while we're together. And I guess this is only relevant to those watching us from YouTube podcasts. For those listening to the audio only, we are in the same room, hanging out in person for the first time. So I, I suppose there's no difference for you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's all going to be exactly the same. But it'll be a little different for us because we get to look at each other and be like, hey, what did you think about that thing that happened? I'm excited. I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. Um, so I guess we should tell them what we actually read this time. Yes, yes. A Court of the Vampire Queen by Katie Robert. The Queen, Katie Robert. Oh, as I'm sure all of you know at this point, because I mentioned her name at least once per episode, she is my favorite romance author, or at least one of my favorites, and I love her books. I started reading this one. I texted Courtney, and I'm like, yo, we got to read this one for the podcast. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh, vampire is in the title. Okay, sure. Let's let's do it. So I went in completely blind. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah, I went in mostly blind too. At this point, like I've read so many of Katie's books and I'm like, yeah, the vampires in Katie, sure. Um, and I think the only thing that I knew was that there was kind of orgasm vampire bites, you know, that made <laughs> you, you know, get all horny and shit. Yes. Um, and that, that was it. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Exactly. Should we talk about what the book is about first before I jump oh, into it? Yes. Because I'm just going to... I'm just going to start talking about it. We were recording one of our other episodes and we started talking about this book and we're like, hold up. <laughs> we can't talk about this yet. We have to wait. We have, we have to record our talk. I am going to read the plot summary. And this is the little pitch uh, one-liner at the top. Three powerfully alluring vampire men and one queen to rule them all. All Mina ever wanted was to escape her father's control. Half human, half vampire, she lived eternally, torn between two worlds, never fully experiencing the pleasures of either, until her father chose her as the pawn in his latest political move, gifting her to the darkly powerful and dangerously seductive Malachi Zion. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Malachi is not a vampire to be trifled with. He rolls with an iron fist and has a reputation for the darkest of sins, but the longer Mina spends with him, the more she realizes he's not the monster she first thought, and as fear bleeds into lust, then trust, then something more, Malachi opens Mina up to a world she never knew could be hers for the taking, including the love of Malachi's two closest friends and companions. Now surrounded by all three men, the center of their shockingly seductive world, Mina may finally have the power to face down her father and take back the life and crown that by all rights should be hers. Ooh. And then it does have a little note at the bottom that says, 
Court of the Vampire Queen combines all three books in the Bloodline Vampires series. And I had wondered, based, I, it felt like part one, part two, part three when, when I was listening to it. So yeah. that makes sense to me. I thought they were maybe three novellas or three novelettes combined into a single story. Because how long was the audiobook? Do you remember? I listened to it in 2.2 speed. Okay. So <laughs> that's way too quick. <laughs> so I have no idea. I feel like it was like 14 hours. Mm -hmm. 16 hours 15 hours 43 minutes okay so it was exactly in the middle of what I said. 14 <laughs> yeah. or 16 no it was 15 so then let's start off our show with non-spoiler thoughts and then we'll do spoilers and then after that we will tell our wonderful audience what we thought of the book as far as rating and stuff non-spoiler okay so non-spoiler for me would be it was very spicy it was very spicy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I felt like the pacing was good. I did feel like the leading lady at some points was a little bit annoying for me. <laughs> but for the most part, um, I, I felt like it was it was a good read. Non-spoiler. This is hard. I think that's all I have to say about it. Go ahead. That's it? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm going to go off of non-spoiler based on what we knew in the plot summary. Okay, perfect. In the plot summary, it does hint at the fact that this is a non-monogamous romance. Yes. So it's Malachi and two other besties and then um, Mina, the protagonist. So I always enjoy some, you know, non-traditional rap. I keep staring at the light and I'm blinding myself like a moth. <laughs> I'm staring to the camera. But Mina, I would say, eh, on a, like a protagonist, she was fine. Like I wasn't super excited by her character or saw myself in her character, yeah. but she was fine. Like I was like, okay. And then there's the three um, men. Malachi was sweet, and I guess perhaps we'll go into more of that later. And yes. then I really liked the two others. The two other men that were not named in the plot summary, I loved them, mm -hmm. which I think you did too. I want to know who your favorite one is, but like, I'll ask you that later. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I need to know your favorite too. <laughs> and I, I think I, I really enjoyed the premise and, and I mentioned this before, like the sexy vampire bite where you're yeah. like, Ooh, that feels good. Like, yeah. I just, as a trope, I feel like that's a lot of fun. You can do a lot with it. I think that was actually my first adult read where the vampire bite actually like affected them like on a sexual level. Oh. And so I've read some YA books that the vampire bite affected people, but never like an adult romance. So it was very interesting. I think maybe I ha I don't know that I've necessarily read this trope is an adult romance either, but I've seen it a lot in anime. It's fucking sexy. Oh. <laughs> and I'm here for it. So, all right. I guess maybe to wrap my non-spoiler thoughts up, I, in general, I really enjoy Katie's writing style. She writes the sex scenes yes. so good. She's like, very good. It's, it's hot. <laughs> um, so on a scale of like one to 10, 10 being like the hottest, go find your partner after you read this, this was a 10. And I would say her writing style, I really enjoy because I feel like for hers, like she doesn't go too deep into like world building stuff, even though there was a lot of like magic and vampires. Yeah. I felt like she kept it just light enough to make it still feel very romance. Um, quantity of sex scenes I thought was was leaning toward the 90%. lot. 90%. Yeah, it was, it was leaning towards a lot. So based on your preference, you know, maybe this would or wouldn't be your thing. Compared to the other books we've read, yeah, I would say this one is the steamiest. Absolutely. I would say it, it was the steamiest. And like the very first chapter when you bust that book open, it's like, whoa, okay. 
you set the stage like right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love that though. For a lot of her books, it's like they bang in chapter one oh, yeah. or do something very sexual <laughs> that's going to lead to banging in chapter two. Yes. <laughs> yes. She just gets it like right over with at the beginning. It's like, oh, we're going to fuck in this. So let's just go ahead and get that started chapter one. And then I feel like throughout the book, it's a lot. But it's spaced out perfectly enough where it's not like, God, they're going to do it again. <laughs> like, seriously? No, it was great. So I guess for our readers, as far as deciding if you want to read these sorts of books before or after you uh, listen to our episodes, I would say if you love the super hot stuff, Bordering Erotica, this is for you. Absolutely. I would, I would agree with that. Okay. Spoiler section? Spoilers. Okay. Yes. Do we want to give like a brief overview of the plot and then go into like what we liked? We want to talk about characters first. Oh, man. Maybe we should go plot first. Okay. So then like it kind of like hits off the back of the blurb. Okay. Yeah. So Mina is given, t uh, so her dad has like a vampire territory. His magical, each of the vampire, the main bloodlines have different magical powers mm -hmm. and his is like controlling people with his mind or with his voice with his voice with his yeah voice. um and so he sends his daughter who is half human half vampire i think they called it dampier we were dampier yes uh they brought her to this guy malachi who's like holds up in this house and i thought it was the middle of nowhere but brought and then she's supposed to be like his blood bag so to keep him alive and thus it kind of seems like he might be like why would he need a donation yeah must be here for a very specific reason and he basically attacks her and just <laughs> oh i'm so happy to see you <laughs> right from the beginning and then like immediately for her it's like orgasm like mm -hmm. he bites her and she's like oh my god this feels amazing and i'm like oh my god like as soon as he bit her and then she was like all into it i was like whoa steam level 10 straight out of the gate good yep. job katie yeah it, it was hot it was hot fully support that um and then i think there was like some back and forth with them kind of being mad and sh her being like well i'm here to basically get pregnant with your baby so my dad can have your magical bloodline <laughs> baby to control and then i'm gonna be killed afterwards and yes. um and so there was like that lack of trust because Mina was like, I'm going to die soon and mm -hmm. also be used. But I kind of like how this feels. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. And then he kind of liked how it felt as well, mm -hmm. because <laughs> I guess this is the spoilery part, right? Because she's actually very special and very rare, but like she doesn't have any like bloodline powers. And so her dad didn't realize that she was what they call a... Seraph. I think it was Seraph. I want to say Seraphim, but I've recently been watching um, Shadowhunters and, um, you know, all this like <laughs> terms are fairly interchangeable, but she's like part vampire, part angel, essentially. Yeah. 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 And it's like very rare to have someone who has this ability. So Malachi lives in this house where he is basically prisoner. He can't leave. He's locked in. Um, and he has two friends that show up at different points in the book. The first one is Wolf, which is his bestie and also his lover. And then the second one is Ryland, who is also his lover. But like, you can tell that there was something. Tension. Yeah, there was a lot of tension. And so they all show up and apparently you like bond with Seraphs. 
um, if you drink their blood. Malachi knew like that she was something special because he drank from her and he was like, oh my God, like there's something going on. Like, and like you're extra delicious. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he's like, what? And then so Wolf shows up and the narrator for the audiobook who does Wolf is so good. Like the little accent she, mm-hmm. accent she does mm-hmm. for him. It's so good. I love Wolf. I love Wolf too. He's my favorite. Yeah, same. Yes. same. <laughs> and so Wolf shows up and you don't know if he's going to be a good good guy or a bad guy just because of like the way that he's described and so he's like oh I want a little taste of this you know this woman that you have and she gives him permission and then he drinks from her and he's like oh wow like you didn't tell me that she was special and so they bonded later on Rylan shows up and the same thing happens and maybe we should mention that all three of these men are from different powerful bloodlines for vampires yes and each of the bloodlines have different powers so malachi his fire is his magical power wolf ironically is blood power uh, and then rylan is the the beast shapeshifter power and you'd think wolf had the beast shapeshifter mm-hmm. thing i feel like katie was playing with our feelings here yeah and making sure we were keeping up with the story but um because doesn't he turn into a werewolf like a giant wolf rylan does turn into a hairy beast with Yes. I don't remember what it is because my brain likes to decide it regardless of what's on the page. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a giant wolf. Maybe not. I don't know. Which is ironic. Um, Yes, very ironic. So that felt like it was on purpose. But yeah, so we like the wolf guy who controls blood which also like played into the orgasms thing at some oh point, yeah I think, which i thought was funny <laughs> yeah and so then after they bond with each other they can kind of like she can demand them to do things um and apparently back in the day ryland had this issue with another seraph maybe yes and so he doesn't trust her because like they have so much power they can just control these men. Yeah. And so um there was a lot of back and forth between his trust with her and uh yeah. I think too like he was the most jaded. So all the the two men Wolf and Rylan had relationships with Malachi before. And so Wolf was like saw me and I was like cool, let's all share. Um <laughs> and then Rylan comes in and is like mm, I'm jealous and I'm angry. And so you got to watch him slowly kind of filter not filter but like process those feelings and accept them and then kind of all because the four of them are all in relationship with each other it's not like the three men are in relationship with just mina no they're all in relationship with each other yeah so which i personally like um it's cool you know if there's different stuff but i enjoyed this dynamic where they all had the hots for each other and for goodness sake malachi everyone wanted (laughs) malachi's dick and we're attracted to i feel like he was the focal he was there was one scene where she was like laid out in this chair i guess like legs wide open and then one of them inserted one of them went inside of her and then the other one went inside of him like they were all three pushing together inside of her and i was like oh okay wow it's like a train (laughs) it was definitely a train but they're all very supportive like they are Mm -hmm. all like hey you know you fuck him and you know we're gonna watch or whatever and then was she a virgin yeah because of course (laughs) 
<laughs> our podcast should be called <laughs> the virgin book romance book podcast because yeah. i swear every book we've read has had a virgin main character courtney you gotta work on your names i vote spread those virgins podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah she was a virgin she was super into it though it was very good the sex scenes were i felt like almost every chapter but she kind of switched it up a little bit and so you didn't know who the leading lady was going to be having sex with. Um, I really enjoyed the way that she hate fucked Ryland. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh man, like I, I hate you, but like, I want you so bad. Yeah. And so they would hate fuck. And then he would like, she could feel his feelings too. They could feel each other's feelings. She'd be like, I just want to, I just want to be with him. And I want to <laughs> turn into a wolf so we can run around together and all this stuff. And so, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the dynamic of the three male characters and how they were so different from one another. Yeah. Like you never really got their personalities confused. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's a problem when there's multiple partners. I agree. So Katie did an amazing job, like really differentiating them. Yep. I, I completely agree. Maybe do we want to go back to part one? They're at Malachi's house. These two other dudes show up and they're like, oh, Malachi, you are stuck here because <laughs> Mina's dad has trapped you here and wants to control your bloodline, which is fire. And so they they are, I think it was Rylan who had the idea, was like, I know how to get you out. Let mm -hmm. us all fuck. <laughs> um, and then we're going to awaken Mina's vampire magic. And then we'll be able to break the blood ward and alas, be free and skitter off into the sunset. I think three of them were fucking to start. I think it was Malachi, Mina, and... Uh, wolf. wolf and then in, in the process she was I mean it was at the very end it was like I need you Ryland come here and then he joined <laughs> the fray and then papow it was a very magical orgasm that the you know the the blood war came down and then they escaped but then her father's people were chasing after them and I would say that was book one or part one yeah, I would say so. And hilariously enough, like when Rylan joined in, I was listening to that scene in Walmart shopping <laughs> and he was like, Malachi's like, get on your knees. <laughs> and so Rylan just drops to his knees and starts like sucking him off. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm in Walmart. There's all these old ladies like looking at me. I was like, I really Tell need to- I had earbuds in. This I did. Speaker, no, right? no, I totally had earbuds in, but okay. I was still like- it got very heated and I was like, oh my God. And then the, I think that was the end of the novella. And I was like, oh man, okay, we need to listen to this in 2.5 because <laughs> I need to get through it quicker. But yeah. Why you want to rush, rush perfection? I know, <laughs> I know. So that was part one. And I would say overall, I had a good time. It was probably the slowest pacing of the three uh, books. And I yeah. would say the I mean, it was still very sexy, but I would say it got sexier in the later books. Yeah, I would say so. And plus, like, there was the world building in the first novella. So she really had to set up the world and what a Dampier is and what their Seraph bond is and how there's a blood ward that's keeping him here and all these other things. Do you know how old they were, the vampires? I don't think I ever really... Rylan is the oldest because he's got the <laughs> memories with the angel people. Yes. Okay. Seraphim or seraphs or whatever they're called. And I think what was Wolf the second oldest and then Malachi. I mean, it's certainly the youngest. She was like, what, 20? Yeah, she 18? was very young. Yeah. So she's like the little baby, you know, being with the overaged 
men uh, who <laughs> I, I feel like they were easily like a couple hundred years old. They I had to be. I know that she described Wolf's style as being like well, he had the, the band t-shirts and like the suspenders or something. Yeah, he was like she could tell that he was old, but he was still like very hip the way that he dressed. It is Seraphim. I've, I found my notes. Seraphim. Seraphim. Dang it. It's okay. Whoopsies. <laughs> all right. All right. I reviewed my notes. It is Seraphim to confirm. What did you say before? I have no idea. Oh, no. <laughs> oh we were talking about their ages. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they're old farts and Rylan's the oldest of all of them. He's our geriatric boo. Yeah. And there are issues with, um, is it, I guess it would be the second part novella where there's issues with Ryland's family or is that closer toward the Wolf's end? Wolf's family at the end because Wolf was, uh, Wolf's sister helps them kill Mina's dad. I think book two was Ryland not wanting to be bonded to her and was trying to get away and was all oh, angry yeah. and bitter about it. And they spent the whole time. Did you read this, Courtney? I did read it. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I read it. And so, okay. And so he tries to run away from this bond because he's like, oh, I've got to get away from here. I've got to run away from her. Like, I don't want to be around her, you know? And then he ends up coming back. And I think that's when they like actually hate book. Yes. So I think one of the things that I found fun about the seraphim bond it was it makes you like proximity wise want to be closer to the seraphim if you're the other vampire or whoever and so rylan is trying to get away from her because he's mad um <laughs> but he's like his penis needs her and so his he's going penis first back mm -hmm. towards mina and you know then they hate fuck and then he tries to go away and i guess because he he fought the bond for so long that he like nearly killed her or something because he like half shifted while they were fucking oh yeah and like nearly killed her in the process and then all the other two were like how dare you do that? <laughs> Why you gotta stop fighting this? Um, exactly. So because they said that if she dies, then it could potentially kill them as well, or like hurt make them, them. Go mad. Yeah, because you like have to have that person, and she knows like when they're in the vicinity. So it's kind of like yeah. you know iPhone tracking, but like internally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a lot of power to wield over others. Especially yep. these powerful bloodline vampires. Exactly. And she can command them. There was this one part where she was like... Towards the end with Wolf. Yeah. Like making him tell her about the demon. The son oh, of the demon. Yes. Is that what you're referring yes. to? Or am I yes. inserting words? No, 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 no. That was... I think that was like the middle part. So her dad, her dad realizes that they broke the blood bond. Or the blood ward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they're on the run. And they're like, we've got to run. They know that we've blo we've broken this. And so they're going to come after us. And so they're trying to come up with a plan where they can try to defeat her father. And so they go into this other house that's, I guess, in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was under, it was under the mountain. I feel like it was like <laughs> part of the mountain. It's in a mountain um, and it's got like a lot of security inside of it, like cameras everywhere. They bring in this monster hunter. I forget her name. No, no, no. She doesn't come until later until they're all captured. Yes, that's true. She doesn't come until later, but it's her house originally. Or her family's house. So I think it was like generations of monster hunters, as is the case with all vampires. When there's vampires, <laughs> there's monster hunters. and 
she had to help. She had to help. Was it Malachi? Uh, she had I think it was Rylan. She I think Rylan did something for her family and they were indebted to, yes. to him or something. So they're in this mountain, right? Um, and uh, Daddy-O finds them finally. Even though they're like, this is such a secure place. We're going to be <laughs> fine here. He's never going to find us. And naturally he does. And he uses the power of his voice to capture all three of the men very easily. Mm -hmm. Mina narrowly escapes. Um, and then when she gets out of the mountain, runs into what's-her-face, the monster hunter. What's her name? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. The monster hunter, um, and she barfs all over the place, and then Mina goes, aha, and she has a Mina barfs all over the place. And mm -hmm. then Mina goes, aha, I'm pregnant. Uh, and then at that point, she's tired and barfy. and um, Yeah. And then they hide at a motel for a bit. They go into a motel room, and then, like, when Mina's, like, sleeping, she, like, meets Wolf in his dreams. Yeah. In the dreams, and she's like, are you okay, whatever? And he's like, how are you here? She's like, is this a dream? And he's like, of course it is because I'm I'm not starving right now because her father was like basically limiting them of blood to try to starve them out, to try to get information or whatever, hurt them. He, She was concerned that her father was going to breed them to try to get other bloodline vampire babies out of them. And so she was like, oh, hell no. You're not going to breed my men. <laughs> and so she's like, I am going to figure out a way to save them. And she has no powers. The powers that she does have, she can't really control. Um, and so she's got this monster hunter, which I cannot remember her name. It's going to come to me like at 3 a.m. <laughs> and uh, they come up with a plan, essentially, to try to, to free them. And that plan includes going to a demon. I think they were saying how if you make a deal with the demon to help you, he takes like seven years of your life to, I guess, to serve him or whatever. And all the, the men were like, you cannot do this, Mina, because seven years in demon land might be a bajillion years in human <laughs> vampire land. And so they convinced her not to do it. But then um, after the men, and this was prior to them being captured, but then once they were captured, Mina was like, I need this demon man. And so <laughs> then she forces Wolf, once they go into that like dream state and they're communicating, she forces him with her seraphim power to tell her how to summon the demon because she wasn't sure how. Mm -hmm. And then she does it. Yeah. She, she summons a demon. And like, then she's like, like no deal, no deal. I'm not making that deal. <sighs> and so the little monster hunter has issues with these demons because they took her mother and so she's like oh well i'll do the seven years for her like you give her her favor and you can take me and so she just kind of disappears yeah so i felt like that okay that was probably my least favorite part of the book because it felt like a really easy loophole like made it very low stakes where mina was able to get her men back yeah without doing a whole lot and someone else paid the cons. I really wanted her to pay the consequences for that decision. Sorry, Mina. Um, but I, I don't know. I just felt like a cop out. So I, I didn't like that very much. Yeah. And I was kind of invested in the character, like the monster hunter. Although I can't remember what her name is. So invested. We forgot. We her. were. I was invested because I was like, well, why does she want to go there to save her mother? Okay. But like, what is her ultimate goal? Like, what is her plan? Like, what is she going to do? She's going to be auctioned off to other demons. And so Mina's like, oh, well, if you're going to take her, you have to promise not to hurt her. 
he's a demon. I'm like, are you really negotiating? Like, you can't hurt this person. And he's like, okay, we won't hurt her. Um, she'll have to agree to have sex with whoever, you know. Like they won't. They won't force the demons. Won't force themselves upon her, which then makes it clear that they're everyone is trying to breed everybody else. They're like, why <laughs> yes, come to our realm. We want you to make babies. So yeah, um, don't expect to ever hear from her again. We don't know where she's at right yeah. now. Mina and her boyos uh, escape, essentially. So this monster hunter pays the demon with seven years of her human life, which may or may not actually equal seven human years. And um, they run away. The demon plops them into, like, a human town in, like, this house, random house in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. that's actually kind of nearby where her dad lives. And they sort of make a plan. And then they bring in Wolf's sister, who is supposedly like a really good shot, right? Was she like, right? She, she was a good shooter. Yeah, she was a she was like a great sniper. Like she she was like a mile away at some point and like made a shot. So like she's she's a very good shooter. Um, and she walks in and she's like, Mina's like, oh, she doesn't look that scary. She's just like she looks like a regular like soccer mom. <laughs> yeah, I did like that description because they hyped her up as being like the epitome of evil. Yeah. And um, like Wolf was terrified of her. The other guys hated her. Malachi, of course, fucked her at some point. <laughs> and then, yeah, she comes in and, okay, that's the second part of the book that I'm not a huge fan of because like she comes in and like she's like kind of prancing about and then like Mina has to make a deal with her to get her help. But then nothing comes of that deal. Nothing. There's, no, there's no repercussions again for Mina. Mina got off scot free, scotch free, whatever the heck the phrase is. <laughs> she got off, no problemo. Um, and so that was a little annoying. That once again, zero consequences. Yeah, I mean the and what she wanted, I thought was like kind of cheesy. She's like, oh well, um, I want you to throw a party for my family. Yeah. Yeah, well, you guys got to host us when you're, like, the new ruler of this territory. Yeah, because his okay. sister was like, well, why should I help you? You're nobody. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. this is a waste of my time. And she's like, oh, well, I'm actually going to be the new ruler ruler of this compound if we can kill my father. And she's like, well, I don't believe you. She's like, I have no reason to lie. And she's like, okay, well, host a party for my family. But Wolf and his family don't get along because his sister tried to burn him alive like, I guess a hundred years or so ago. And uh, she's like, no deal. He's not going to like his family being there. So we're not doing that. <laughs> and I was like, that seems like it, he can deal with them for like one day. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, a, a holiday, a couple of days. Exactly. So yeah, that, that did happen. Yeah. But I did, I feel like for that part, cause we let, at least I liked Wolf that whole time. And so getting to see that vulnerable side of him where there was obviously he had experienced some trauma yeah. and was genuinely terrified, had some type of like physiological response. And then Mina was like trying to support him. I did really like that part. Yeah. And she could feel that he was very uncomfortable and uneasy because of their bond. And so she was like, no deal. And later on he like, he thanked her. He was like, thank you so much for doing that. Mm -hmm. So. 
I would have been like, you're, you're suffering, dude. <laughs> like, deal is done. You can deal with it for 24 hours. But if it means like you guys living, you know, because True. vampires and whatever, I feel like there's certain things that, you, you know, you can't have boundaries just yet. Boundaries are, <laughs> happen when you physically safe. <laughs> and so then they come up with this master plan. Mm-hmm. And what they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, Nina, we know that you have no powers, but you're just going to walk through the front gates and like your father's not going to be intimidated by you. And then you're going to rip his throat out after the sister does her sniper shot. And uh, so that way he can't control Mina with his talking magical yes, powers. And yes. Whatever. And she's like, OK, but like I'm doing this alone. And they're like, yeah, we're going to set a fire to like the back area and draw the security and, and you'll be good to go. You got this. We believe in you. I did feel a bit oversimplified, but I did believe the reasons for it. Like if the men were closer, then the dad could just control them with yeah. his voice. And then they, they, you know, they could be weaponized against her. So I did get that. Yeah. But I didn't like that. The plan was very straightforward. They're like, here's our plan. We tell you our plan. And most of the time in books and media, when you tell the plan, that means the plan is going to go awry. Exactly. But then they told the plan and the plan kind of really happened the way they described it. And so I was like, but something was supposed to be fucked up here. Exactly. I was like, it's not going to work. Like in my mind, it was like, this is not going to work. Something bad is going to happen. But then I could see like the time left in the audio book. And I was like, shit this plan is gonna work Mm -hmm. this plan is gonna work because i only have like an like it was like 45 minutes left we're in new york and someone's opening a window like a couple of stories up maybe they're watching our podcast listen (laughs) i saw a dude like jacking off (gasps) in that window yes and it was crazy i was like oh my gosh i mean maybe they're into that like it was I, I looked, I was like, oh, get it. And then like, you just see all these naked people in these windows at night. I'm not even kidding. Oh, I see someone standing at the window. I'm pretty sure it's a kid. Hi. <laughs> Hi, child. They Did they wave? They I'm pretty sure it was a kid brushing their teeth. Um, I buy a kid probably, I don't know, a 10 year old. Um, That's hilarious. Okay. Wow. New York is weird. Um, <laughs> New York is weird. <laughs> Um, so yeah. So the plan happened exactly like they laid it out. So I didn't really like that part either. I enjoyed the stakes. I felt like there was a, a nice building of stakes. Daddy O was big baddie the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so we felt like, like, uh, we, I felt like there was that central antagonist. Um, I was really rooting the protagonist and the main characters on, but I don't know. I just felt like it was anticlimactic at that final battle, which I didn't love. I didn't think it was anticlimactic completely because I felt like at that point she had found her like her own powers um, because she was actually able to kind of defeat her dad by like pulling out these giant claws. Oh, we didn't talk about her taking the powers of her booze. Do you want to talk oh, about yeah, that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she, since she's bonded with these dudes and she's got this magical baby inside of her, she starts taking on the powers that Malachi Ryland and Wolf has. And so when she's fighting her father at the end, she knows that she has a very limited amount of time to defeat him and get rid of his throat so he can't command her. And so the sniper shot happens and then her hands turn into these like giant wolf claws and it's just her hands. 
and she just like rips his throat out to the point where like she eventually beheads him yeah his head like rolls around and so you've got all these <laughs> these people who come out to the courtyard where she's at like where she's just like you know murdering her father and um she's like this isn't the point for me to be weak so she picks up his head and she's like i am the new ruler of this compound she's like <laughs> yeah and then she like makes a speech where like things aren't gonna change too much yeah i'm Go gonna back about your days <laughs> but then she has she's like take the rest of the day off and we'll discuss it tomorrow and i'm like okay but like she's having an internal struggle with herself because she's like i don't want to be an asshole like my father was i want people to actually respect me without being like afraid of me and that's why they have to respect me and so yeah it ends with her giant wolf claws like tearing out her father's throat Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then the dudes bring her back to her daddy's house. Like his room in the compound. I'm like, this is weird. Like that part was like, there wasn't any other like spare homes in this compound. Like, I mean, she was, I remember that it's saying in the book, she was thinking about going back to her old room. And then she's like, yes. but that won't do because I'm the ruler now. Because I have three men and she was probably in a tiny ass bedroom. <laughs> and the, the, the Four of them kept ripping up all their sheets and mattresses and making a big mess of whatever. Anyways, but it was cute, though, that I think they, like, took out all the stuff from the bedroom minus, yep. like, a mattress. Yep. They were um, – she went to go take a shower because, you know, she was, like, covered in her daddy's blood. And so <laughs> while she's taking a shower, like, the other two vampires – I think it was Wolf and Ryland. I think so. They were, like, basically doing construction work on the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like oh they've gutted the entire she gets out of the shower and the house is just like gutted and she's like oh look they've gutted the place it doesn't look like the place my father had yeah and there's like a mattress on the floor this is less traumatic thank you darling yeah. this is so so kind <laughs> but and, and after that point they settle in as rulers there's that like epilogue stuff where you see them four years in the future yeah they have babies and i don't know if it were it was like triplets or if it was like it twins was twins and then like yeah. an individual child. Yeah, so the one that they that she had when she was pregnant um before the jump was like 3 and had fire powers and then she had two twins that were like a year old. Oh, the first one Asher uh Asher I think four years old, um, has all four bloodline powers. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> And then there's twins, and those seem to be like maybe Wolf's biological children because they were like sleeping on Wolf, and like there was that they had that whole long description about the babies cuddling and sleeping on Wolf. I don't know if you remember that. No, it was Ryland. I thought it was Wolf. No, because Wolf and Asher were throwing fireballs at one another, and oh. and then Malachi comes in and he's like, "Son." stop doing that i heard that you were catching things on fire and and wolf was like oh yeah we were just playing around oh okay oh i fucked it up <laughs> <laughs> and then rylan was like they were like oh well he's really good with the twins and so like i guess he was in the other room like rocking the twins to sleep but apparently like they don't sleep very well and he's the best with them so they're like he can take daddy duty today yeah so that part was cute. Uh, certainly very odd. You don't really see like a domestic scene with like, you know, little babies sprouting fire and stuff. 
But um, and I believe the kids called all of them dad because she was like, well, we really don't know, you know, whose kid it was. Like in my mind, the first child, like they didn't know who the father was because he had all the powers and they were going to know by which power the kid had. Yeah. So I'm like, well, he's just like he's got all three of them, all four of them. In the book, though, I remember Malachi really wanting to be a dad. So if the twins have the fire powers, that would imply that Malachi got to have his dream, right? Because he mm -hmm. told Mina in like book one, I really want to have a family and all these different things. But I would say that one thing that I really love about these characters and Katie's books in general was the consent. You know, Malachi wanted to be a dad, but he's like, Mina, you don't you don't have to have this child yeah. or children. Um, at, but like, you know, what do you want? And obviously, you know, she chose to cap the, you know, kept keep the child, but, um, and even like sex, it was, everything was consenting. Yeah. Minus that first bite. I feel like that was the only thing that wasn't entirely consenting where he like leapt on her and started drinking her blood. Mm -hmm. But then after that, he would like kind of ask for permission. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and there was consent all the way around. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like with all all of them, with her, like they were very careful with her. And, you know, they would let her kind of like take control. And there was one scene where she like nearly like lost control because she was just sucking their blood so much. Yeah. Because for some reason, I guess after she got pregnant and knew that the baby was like, half vampire whatever percentage like she started craving blood and so she was they were like oh we'll suck my blood and she's like nearly drained them that was kind of like bella swan do you remember did, did you ever read the twilight series okay what the hell no way um, yeah yeah yeah. i did read twilight a long time ago okay so the last book breaking dawn i think it's breaking dawn um where she's pregnant with edward's kid she's still a human <laughs> and yes. like she's like drinking blood and the baby's like drinking the blood out of her body and slowly killing her Oh man, I don't remember that. I, I this was a much nicer version of that. I, yeah. I did not dig that part of like of the Twilight series, and I read that when I was much younger. So I think if I reread it, I would have feelings. Um, <laughs> but so I would say this is kind of like you know a, d a different version of that trope. Yeah, and she was like more, more, and she's she can command them, like she can literally force them to do whatever she wants. And I was like, is she gonna kill one of them? Like, yeah. that would be terrible. I think she almost did, and they had to, like, restrain her. And then they were like, it's fine. You can keep drinking. Yeah, what's like, like, here, I'm going to cut my finger. You can suck my finger, and you can have some more of my blood. It'll be fine. <laughs> I know. This is fine. This. Even though she could control them, you know, as a seraphim, I felt like she was also asking for their consent, too. She was, yes. Even though she could just tell them what to do, she didn't, except that one time where she made Wolf tell her how to summon the demon, yeah. which she did not do successfully, I might add. <laughs> she was very apologetic. Like, she knew that when she was, like, crossing the line of forcing them to do something they didn't want to do, yep. she realized and she would, like, take it back. She'd be like, oh, I, I'm not... I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like that. And that was one of Ryland's big things because apparently back in the day, he had one control him and, you know, he didn't want to go through that again. Yeah. It was consent all the way around. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. All about consent. Yeah. I know people say consent ain't sexy, but I think it is sexy. <laughs> and I did appreciate how all around there was consent. Um, Minus again that that first scene where Malachi was like, "I need your blood, here I come." <laughs> but she was sent there to basically be a blood bank, so it yeah. was like, and he was starving, and yeah. then he gets like this super special like bloody 
half human dampier like so is she human that was one of the things i couldn't figure out like so was was she half human half seraphim was she half vampire half seraphim that i was unclear to me it was unclear i think that she was half vampire she kept saying half vampire half human but i don't think that she realized that she was half seraphim at that point but it was never really like cleared up yeah once you're like actually you you're you're part seraphim and i was like great like are are we all three are we two i don't know what happened to her mom no one explained okay because i was like i don't think they did i'm like did i miss that like what happened to her because if she was seraphim too wouldn't it have like really destroyed her father for someone that he had a baby with and bonded with like I just had a lot of questions about that. So then maybe that's another, like, I read this and I'm kind of like, I feel like there were some things that were left unanswered. Yeah. Um, So Mina's background, her mother, the entire thing with the bargain with Wolf's sister, like, we didn't see that on camera. So we we went to this big hassle of recruiting Wolf to help kill Mina's father, uh, or recruiting Wolf's sister to help kill Mina's father. And then there was like no uncomfortable party where anyone tried to kill anybody so i felt gypped yeah um, well her brother stepped up at the end because she was like either you can drop to your knee or you can fight me and like this is a total bluff like but she just like took her father's head off and she's all bloody and stuff and has these wolf claws and so i'm sure people were like she's fucking crazy <laughs> um, but she did something with fire at the end didn't she I think so. Yeah. She showed another of their magic, and then I think her brother backed down. Her brother was like, okay, I'm going to drop to my knee because I don't know what kind of powers she has. And so, um, bye-bye, light. Oh, no. (laughs) And we're back. Yeah. Because the light died. So what were we discussing? Oh, uh, for those on YouTube podcasts, we had to change um, where we were situated because the light died. So hence the setting change. Yes. But we were talking about a lack of repercussions at the end. And you were talking about the brother challenging Mina. And then oh, the yeah. brother's like, JK, JK, bro, we're good. Yeah. And then there was the stipulation that was added into the end where it was like, oh, well, we won't hear from Wolf's sister for at least a year because there is this rule that when a new ruler comes, you have to wait at least one year. And it said later on that she waited exactly one year and one day. But I wanted to see the scene. If we ha- if we made such a big fuss over this bargain, yes. I want to see it play out. Yeah. It was just, it was kind of quickly told. And then it was like, yeah. oh, four years later. And then Wolf's like, oh, by the way, my sister's ready for that favor that you owe her because that was the bargain. She was like, you're not getting the family party. I'll grant you one favor, but that means you cannot hurt my men or hurt me and then, or her community. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I'll take that favor later. So four years later, Wolf's like, hey, I talked to my sister and she's like, oh. Did you? Well, he was like, uh, he was like, oh, well, um, my family's going to come and we're going to host them. And she was like, no, I, I didn't want you. I didn't want you to have to do that. Are you OK? And she was like, he was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's going to be OK. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I am so confused right now. I thought this was a big deal, but he was good with it at that point. 
process the trauma perhaps. yeah and was like okay they're gonna come and show up it'll be fine like they're not gonna hurt you yeah so he's like yeah it's cool um we can totally host them i'm over it and she's like are you sure and he's like yeah i'm sure and then they live happily ever after with the asterisk of the demon epilogue scene that I, I, I can tell you really want to tell us about. <laughs> I need somebody out there to explain this epilogue to me because I'm pretty sure it's the epilogue. The scene at the end with the demon. I forget his name. Is is Azazel? Oh, that is sounds right. Azazel? That sounds right. Okay, so the demon that she summoned to help save her dues while they were captured by her father. Yes. Okay, the monster hunter. It is the epilogue, which is so weird to me. He comes out and he's like, he's got all the earth, wind, fire, all the elements. Okay, like they each have this realm. All the elements have their little thing. And so he's like, okay, well, we came here to have a truce. And well, they're all elements, like different types of demons. Yes, elements of the demons. So there's like wind, water, fire. I don't know what the other ones are. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, there's five humans up on stage. And he's like, we're using too many resources fighting. So let's just call a truce. And then these humans walk out. And that's the end. Yeah. And they were, it wasn't like a true auction. They were kind of just like gifted, if you will. Yeah. Um, it, it was odd, and I feel like, um, for me as a reader, I was curious what the demon realm was like after all the fuss that, like, Wolf and them made about the demon realm and, like, Mina making deals and all of that and then the monster hunter going there. And I felt like better not to say anything in this instance um, than to give us that really weird teaser. And I, I kind of want, like, a book just in the demon realm now. I think there might be. That's got to be what that is to lead that on. Because to me, like, it was just so awkward. Because I was happy with how it ended. We we fast forward four years. We got to see them with their babies, happy, all being daddies. The compound, like, everybody in the compound respected Mina. Like, they really loved her. She said some people fleed. But for the most part, everyone stayed and they enjoy her being the leader because she respects them. And then, you know, it's wrapped up in a pretty little bow. And we have this epilogue that's like, here's your five humans. You pick which one you want. And I'm like, what? I don't get it. I mean, I was tired when I listened to that epilogue, but I still <laughs> don't get it. I forgot about that part until you reminded me before we started recording. I'm so. like, please explain it to me. I need someone to explain it to me. I don't understand. I'm missing something. All right, listeners, if you are familiar, like intimately familiar with Katie's work, and if there is another book after this, specifically with like Monster Realm based on this universe, please let us know because I certainly don't. And um, yes, I would like someone else to do the research. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm obviously kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Please let me know. Like, message me and tell me what this means. Because I feel like there's something that I'm missing. And maybe it's because this is, like, my first full Katie Robert book that I've, like, gone through. And I'm like, does this have to do with another world or, like, something else that she's written? And, like, you know, true fans of Katie would, like, really get it or what? But, yeah, I guess that brings us to... 
our overall rating. Yeah. So now we move to the, yeah, the rating section of today's show where we tell you, uh, well, Courtney does the star rating. I do my own silly system. So Courtney, what is your, like, how would you rate this book? (laughs) I would say that it was four stars. I think I rate every book four stars. I think you do. I think you have. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it's four stars only because I wanted more detail in some places, but I do understand that it was like a novella series that was boxed together. And like when you're writing novellas, like there's only so many words you can put in it before it's considered a full length novel. But there were things that I still have questions about. And like I lay at night at like 3 a.m. and I'm thinking, but why were those five humans on that stage? Like I need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but I think that it was a good read. And if you're into vampires and otherworldly creatures, I think that, you know, I, w- I would recommend this book and I actually have. I recommended it in um, Book Talk Baddies on Facebook. <gasps> this girl was oh, like, hey, <laughs> she was like, oh. <laughs> this girl was like, hey, does anybody have any like really good audiobooks that they've recently listened to? And I was like, oh, I'm actually listening to the vampire whatever by Katie Robert. I went and looked up the actual title and she was like, oh my gosh. And so she replied back and she's like, I blew through it in like a day and a half, making me look like a chump. (laughs) She's like, I blew through it in a day and a half. Your recommendation was amazing. And then she told me about another one that she started. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm so glad. I told her it was very spicy. I put like five fire emojis. So she knew what she was getting herself into. Um, this is the first why choose that I have ever read where it's like multiple partners where they're all like, you know, in it together. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that fact. I thought it was super sexy and hot. Like some of those scenes, I'm like, huh, maybe, you know, having, <laughs> having three dudes like cater to you and cook you dinner and clean your house and gut your father's home for you. Like, you know, while you're showering, that would be pretty cool. So yeah. um, I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm going to say it was a solid four-star read for me. I got to know. So you were talking to this person in this, okay, so it's Book Talk, but on Facebook? Yeah. This, book, this lacks logic for It's me. called Book Talk Baddies. It's a group that has like 2,000 people in it that basically like stalk Book Talk and recommend books to each other, mainly romance. Okay. So tell me you told them about our podcast. Oh, I didn't do any self-promotion, but hey, book talk baddies. (laughs) Missed opportunity, Courtney. I mean, who knows? She's like, do you have anything else? Or I could show you the conversation, but she recommended something to me and it was, it was, it was good. Oh, you read the book that she recommended? No, no, I haven't read it, but. In the end, the truth is we have no options. This is how fast I listen to audiobooks. Oh, my God. Where is the pleasure in that? It's the ADHD, guys. (laughs) Okay, so I would rate the book as I'd recommend it. So I've read other Katie's books and the Wicked Villain series. I will tell – I keep looking down at the camera on the computer versus up. Sorry, guys, for those who are watching. Um, I would recommend Katie's Wicked Villain series to anyone who will listen to me. I love them so much. And obviously, like, within reason, if you have to, like, super hot books and you have to be, like, cool with BDSM. Um, But this book, I enjoyed it. Oh, I should say my reading tier system. So it's not for me. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. I'm obsessed with it. So this one was I would recommend it. And I would only recommend it, like, to people who are into super, super steamy books, I think. (laughs) And like 
like smutty vampires. So if it's like someone who like loved Vampire Diaries growing up and wanted some more Damien in their lives, I would probably be like, all right, maybe give this one a whirl. Mm -hmm. Also, they have to be cool with like the non-monogamous stuff too. Um, so I would say it would be for a very niche crowd that I would recommend it, but I would recommend this book. So I, it was a solid, um, really solid read. I had a great time. Was it my favorite, favorite, my favorite of Katie's books? No, but I, I still think it was a lot of fun. And I did enjoy the tropes that she used. Yeah, the narrator was great. She mm -hmm. had accents for like every person who yeah. needed one. And like she, it wasn't like dull point of view or anything like that. So like her male voices, like you could really tell which character was speaking. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that so much. Lessa Lamb is the audiobook narrator. So way to go, Lessa. That was awesome. Yeah, you did a great job. And the cover of the book, the audiobook is different than the cover of the actual book, which I found really interesting. And oh, really? I noticed that when I was preparing like, you know, like marketing materials and stuff for the podcast episode and like putting shit together. So two different covers. So if you see it and they're two different covers, that's okay. That That's how it is. All right. Well, I had a great time. Listeners, um, if you have enjoyed this episode, definitely give us a review, like rate us a review, rate us the whole thing. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Um, all of our information is in the show notes, I'm sure, because I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> um, and uh, send us a message, a DM. You can contact us on our website to let us know if there's a specific book you want us to talk about or a specific author that you would like us to interview we will be doing author interviews at some point soon <laughs> yeah totally anything else i think that is it for me anyway but thank you so much for listening and watching i hope that y'all enjoyed me and meg being in the same room for the first time ever yeah. recording the podcast yay and again for those who are listening if you do want something in like video format go check out our youtube podcast um you can see us hanging out in person for a bit where the lighting definitely does make a little <laughs> change of rooney um but you know we're having a good time and um we'll catch you at the next one goodbye thanks so much for joining us today romance lovers don't forget that you are the main character of your story so go out there and spread some pages live your happily ever after and keep it spicy See you next time.